Dave Anderson here with the Fisherman Magazine. It's May 4th. These are your headlines. First big thing, of course, is the big news this week, and that is ASMFC's emergency declaration on striped bass. We will talk about that. While we're on the subject of stripers, we're also seeing more and bigger striped bass than I ever remember seeing this early in the season. And finally, if you're a fluke fisherman, don't forget you have open seasons now in Rhode Island and Connecticut. Stay tuned for all that and more on this week's New England Fishing Forecast. The Fishing News is sponsored by these fine partners. For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to fish bites. So let's just start things off with the big news, and that is the ASMFC's declaration on striped bass. Um, if you have spent any time on social media over the last couple days, you are aware that this is happening. And if you've dared to click into any of the comment sections on those posts, you are innately aware of the full sphere of possibilities with regard to how people are taking this news. It runs the gamut from complete support to total damnation and everything in between, but we're not even going to go there. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, allow me to elaborate. Um, basically, the ASMFC, in their meeting on Tuesday, decided to cut the slot limit in half. Um, it went from 28 to 35, so now it's going to be 28 to 31. The reason that they did this is because the 2022 numbers show a lot of overfishing occurring um, with regard to striped bass. And with their rebuild, rebuild goal of 2029, which is only six years away, uh, their numbers are showing a very low possibility of achieving that goal without that 2015 year class. So basically what they did is they cut the slot limit in half to slot out the 2015 year class, which many consider to be like the golden year of stripers. It's not the biggest uh, recruitment year of all time, but it is the best one that we have in the pipeline and uh, it's the one that most people feel gives us the best chance of rebuilding. So those fish are over 31 inches as of this year. And so by cutting the slot off at 31 inches, that protects those fish from harvest and at least uh, would seem to give them the best chance at having many, many successful spawns um, and helping them achieve their 2029 goal of the total rebuild of the striper stocks. This is not a new concept. Um, if you're old enough to remember, you know, when the minimum size for stripers was 36 inches, like I am, I was, you know, 10, 11 years old, uh, and I remember going out and having a hard time catching keepers. Um, and I'm sure that that brought on some, uh, some unhappy anglers. Um, but it also worked, or at least it seems like it did. And um, we had a, you know, by the early 2000s, we were fishing in what, was thought to be historic highs, you know, too big to fail, as they said. Um, so I think what they're doing is just hoping that this same concept will work again. Um, hard to say whether it'll actually work or not, but if this is true, if the reason that they cut the slot limit in half is just solely to protect that 2015 year class, then, you know, applying some basic logic to this, you would think that it would be possible to relax those regulations over time. So maybe next year or maybe the following year, we'd see the slot limit opened up to 32 or 33 inches. So we'd be 28 to 32 or 28 to 33. And then, you know, maybe in a year or two after that, we'd get back out to 35. We'll see if they actually do that. Um, I certainly hope that we do. Um, but for now, there's, there's absolutely nothing that anybody can do about it. This is going to be the law. It's, it's been said to be effective immediately. 
and they've set a deadline for all the states to enact uh, a law that makes this that makes this into law for all fishermen uh, by July 2nd. But I will tell you right now, it's going to happen a lot sooner than that. So uh, get ready for a four-inch slot, and um, you know, if you want to, if you really want to do your part and help out with this, um, just really take some time to practice your the best possible release uh, methods that you can because I think that's one of the biggest things right now is release mortality and um, if we can all do a little bit better get those fish in the water a little bit faster um, I think we're gonna see at least I hope in my heart of hearts I hope that you know we'll see an even better result at the end of this uh, rebuilding period the other thing of course is the giveaway which is ongoing I got a couple more photos this week still two front runners though um, and um, it's, uh, it's looking like a two-horse race right now, but at the same time, we've got a lot of species coming in right now. We've got a lot of fisheries coming alive right now, and it's still anybody's game. This one's going to wrap up on May 17th, so we still got two weeks until we, uh, until we let the ink dry on who wins this thing. Uh, so get those photos into me at deanderson@thefisherman.com or text them to the number on the screen. And of course, the only stipulations are that it has to be a recently caught fish and it has to show you in the photo. Uh, so send those in, and we'll see who wins. Subscribe to The Fisherman Magazine today and compete in the Dream Boat Fishing Challenge. It's the Fisherman subscriber-only season-long region-wide multi-species fishing competition to win a Steigercraft and many more prizes. Subscribe, fish, win. Starting things off in Massachusetts, I talked to James Jukes this week. He's under the weather, couldn't do a video, but he did tell me that the striped bass fishing is really starting to come into bloom up there. Uh, he got his first fish of the year on May 1st. And since then, just a couple days since then, he's gotten reports from friends of fish up to 36 inches. Um, it just seems to be one of those years where the bigger fish are just moving through at a, I don't know, they're just racing through and just filling in everywhere that, <laughs> everywhere that we get reports from. It's been amazing. Um, he also said the freshwater fishing up there continues to be awesome. They're getting largemouth bass, they're getting some pike in the, uh, in the Merrimack, they're seeing some carp action, and all the trout stocked ponds are just pumping out fish right now, so that's good. Uh, got a report from Bando Trapper this week. He said that the bass fishing inside city limits is alive and well, doing very well on largemouth and a few smallmouth bass, also some crappie. Um, so that fishery is still burgeoning. Uh, jumping down toward Plymouth, that's where we're starting to see uh, the beginning of like the really good striper action. Uh, places like the North River and Ellisville are putting out lots of schoolie-sized fish. We're getting some fish um, in that 30 to 36 inch range, and it's only going to continue to get better and better from there. We've got some reports of some bigger fish in the canal, and you know where they're going to go. Uh, heading out onto the Cape itself, the uh, lower Cape, or actually the upper Cape, I should say, is producing very good uh, freshwater results, still good trout fishing, good bass fishing, um, and you're finding that pretty much throughout most of the Cape, as a matter of fact. It's sort of a battle of the species out there because the stripers are starting to move in uh, with such fervor now. Um, getting out a little bit further onto the Cape, uh, we've got the first reports of winter flounder in the Sisuit area. Uh, so that fishery is popping off now. You can call Gray Dolphin, you can call Jason Colby with Little Sister and get in on that fishery. Uh, going down through across to like the outer beaches, we've got no striper reports or anything out in the outer beaches, but you just basically have to turn that corner a little bit, uh, get up into Pleasant Bay, get up toward Chatham, and um, we're starting to hear about schoolies. And then the further west you go, it's just the more and bigger fish that you hear about. You go along the Nantucket, sh uh, Nantucket Sound shoreline, 
and we're hearing about some keeper sized fish in that area. You get up into Buzzards Bay, you've got a shot at getting some fish up into the high 20 pound range. You jump up into the canal. I talked to East End Eddie today. He didn't do a video this week. I'm hoping he's going to do one next week or the week after. Um, but he did say that, like Bull from Red Top, had seen a couple big fish taken a 27 and a 25 pounder. Uh, he had caught some fish up to 15 pounds. There'd been some top water action. We'd get some fish on magic swimmers. Uh, so that bite is on, and uh, with the moon coming up here, we're going to see that breaking tide starting up. And I bet you, I bet you, we're going to see some really nice fish charge through the canal. And this, this is going to be an early run of bigger fish. Um, should be pretty cool. Uh, on the Tatog front, hearing about. You know, not hearing a lot of reports, but I am hearing about guys getting them mostly along the mainland shoreline, you know, from like Marion out to the canal. Um, guys are getting solid fish. I haven't heard about anything monstrous, but they're getting keepers and the bite's getting better and better. Uh, on the striper front, we're hearing about lots of bass up inside the Wareham River, up inside the Weeweantic River, and then all, any, you know, any harbor, any river that goes all the way out to the, um, to the Rhode Island border. There are bass in all of them. And the bite has been pretty good. Guys are getting them on top water. Guys are getting them on all kinds of soft plastics. The night bite's starting to fire up on things like red fins and hydro minnows and darters and things of that nature. And uh, I mean, it's just, I just feel like everything's coming to life about 10 days earlier than I expected it to. And, uh, and it's great. I uh, can't wait to get out there tonight myself. Uh, to wrap up the Massachusetts report, let's head inland now and talk, and talk to Roy Leva. Hey Dave, Roy Leva here with this week's Western Mass Report. Um, I snuck out to the Cape last week, that's why I couldn't join you guys. But out here in Western Mass, there's still a lot of trout to be caught. Um, stockings still underway, they just put these rainbows in uh, this week in this pond. Uh, so really nice fish. Uh, rivers are kind of blown out, um, so I don't have a much, much of a report as far as the fishing goes except for there's plenty of trout to be caught. Um, while I was out on the Cape, uh, you know, schoolies have shown up. Uh, trout fishing is extremely, extremely, extremely great uh, in a lot of the kettle ponds out there. Um, smallmouth bass are starting to move up. I actually got in a pile of, uh, of young males and, and, and females um, on the jerk bait, uh, which is always a great bite, uh, as well as I got some big largemouth bass uh, but the majority of them are on beds. The fish that I caught were all spawned out. Uh, so that's something to look for um, out here in Western Mass as well. I think they're not probably too far behind. Uh, and I'm guessing some places like Wachusett and Quabbin, uh, the smallmouth bass should be, should be uh, in reach from shore. A uh, good time to go out and throw a jerk bait. But other than that, I will catch up with you guys next week. Uh, weather looks great uh, fishing you know without all this rain that we've been getting uh, all this week uh, rivers should go back down and it should be go time for shad and, and, and striped bass on the rivers all right catch you guys later peace Over in Rhode Island, the main topic of conversation right now is striped bass, and I have never seen bigger fish this early. Um, I already have a report of a 40-pound fish from Narragansett Bay. Uh, never seen that happen in April. I think that was like April 27th that that fish was caught. Um, so that just absolutely blew me away. 
and we're hearing lots of reports of teen-sized fish from like Bristol all the way up to Providence, a few 20-pound fish mixed in. There's also some fish up inside the Taunton River of that same caliber. And then all of the other rivers and little coves and bays and everything, they've got stripers in them of various sizes. A lot of, lot of uh, mid-sized schoolies up to, you know, 28, 30 inches. Uh, guys are getting them on a whole host of items. Um, one of the things that's been really popular, though, is the five-inch no-live bait needed uh, paddle tail. That thing's been crushing for a lot of guys, and we're hearing a lot of topwater action as well. Uh, so you got that, and it's a lot of that bite is being fueled by peanut bunker. It's almost like fall up there. Uh, it seems like a bunch of peanuts just went way up the river and wintered over, and uh, and now we're kind of getting a, uh, a redux of the. Uh, of the fall run, which is pretty cool for the guys that fish up that way. Um, a lot of other things going on in the eastern half of Rhode Island, but for more on that, let's toss it over now to TJ Kopecki. Thanks, Dave. Hey, guys. Nice to be reporting again from the East Bay area of Rhode Island, southeastern Massachusetts. Uh, I got to say, the bass bite has been really, really good up inside of the Warren and Barrington Rivers. And uh, now I'm starting to catch fish up inside of the Coles River in Swansea. So I think... Everything is starting to come into play. All the bait is here. There's lots of pogies. We're seeing tons and tons of, of peanut bunker. And that's all being attacked by small stripers up to about 29 to 30 inches up inside of these rivers. Uh, I had a chance this weekend to get out inside of the bay. And uh, we actually did really well with the tug. I had fish up to 24 inches. Uh, and while we were out there, there was lots and lots of birds working. So we actually got on a really good striper bite too. Uh, she's more than a handful of fish caught both ways. Um, for the Tatago, we were using crabs. Um, for the stripers, we were just ca casting soft plastics. And actually, we're catching a couple on some epoxy jigs. Uh, so it just led me to believe that they're kind of feeding on all kinds of size baits. So if you have a chance to get out in the bay, uh, things are actually really good, and it looks like the weather's going to cooperate for for this weekend coming up and uh, into the next week. Um, it, it was kind of lousy, so you have a good opportunity for that. And then one other thing that uh, is coming up as I look back at my records, um, I think we're going to have a, a good week or into the next week uh, catching squatig. And some of the, the good spots to catch so those are up in those tidal rivers, uh, way up inside the Palmer River, uh, which comes out of the Warren River. Uh, you can get them up in 100 Acre Cove. Um, you can get them way up in the Coles River, which I've, I've done before too. So uh, if you can get up in some of those estuaries, um, pink is probably the best bet on a soft plastic. Um, some They like squid uh, with a bucktail. There's a, there's a lot of stuff you can try, but uh, I think things are a little ahead. So I'm looking into my, my logs and it shows that I have caught them like one week prior, but things are early this year. So that's another good opportunity. So uh, if you have a chance, uh, get out in East Bay and do some fishing. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Now we'll stay on the subject of stripers. We'll just kind of finish out the rest of the state. Uh, we are starting to see some bigger fish uh, running like the beaches of Newport, like in the beach corners. Uh, fish up to like 33, 34 inches are being taken in that area. And good numbers of smaller fish. When you get out to South County, um, especially around the breachways, we're starting to see some fish that are, you know, getting close to 40 inches. Um, so, it, it, and it's a it's a wide mix. You're not going to go there and guaranteed to catch a 40 inch fish. But um, the breachways have a lot of bait. There's a lot of squid around the breachways right now, 
and um, it's pulling in you know good numbers of bass uh, and like I said this said the biggest fish that I'm hearing about are pushing 40 inches also hearing about some bluefish in the area and I expect by the next week's report most of Rhode Island will have bluefish reports to pass along um, the other species that we're seeing a lot of that's getting a lot of attention right now is blackfish and blackfish are the blackfish bite is just getting better and better and it's going to continue to do that throughout the rest of this month the fish are up shallow you know 20 feet or less guys have gotten some nice fish up in five feet of water i uh, haven't heard of anything gigantic in uh in rhode island but i have heard of a lot of solid fish you know up to the you know up to the threshold of double digits you know seven to nine pound fish have been fairly common good numbers of keepers are being taken as well um, so, and that pretty much encompasses the entire state, anywhere you can find, you know, the toggy bottom, and anywhere you can find those sticky, sticky bottom with lots of rocks and things like that. Um, but the epicenter is definitely still in that same area, from Point Judith over to like Satuous Point, and then up into the, all three passages to the bay, you know, you can, and even way up inside the bay, uh, up inside the Sakonet, up inside the East Passage, up inside the West Passage, and even further north than that. Uh, guys are finding good numbers of tog, and that bite is looking really good. Um, another thing that kind of surprised me, but I guess it shouldn't have, is um, we're starting to see some weak fish showing up again in the bay. Um, I always feel a little bit surprised because they've been so rare for so long, but over these last few years, we're seeing more and more weak fish, and um, we're starting to see some of those fish now pulling into like Appenaugh Cove area and um, up around Goddard, and then up into like the Kickamuit. So. Uh, the weak fish bite is beginning, and um, you know, who knows how long it'll last, but uh, right now is a good time to get out there and try to target those fish. On the freshwater side of things, the trout fishing is still very good. The state's still doing a little bit of stocking, so you're going to find any one of these ponds that's been stocked with trout is going to be putting out some fish. Uh, still hearing some good largemouth reports, although it's starting to wane a little bit. I think the fish are now definitely on the beds at this point and uh, that tends to slow down the fishing for a lot of the guys, at least the guys that I talk to. Um, but there are still some fish being taken and um, still some nice ones being caught. And that's what I have for you guys in Rhode Island this week. Moving over into Connecticut, of course, you have to remember that the, uh, that the blackfish season is now closed. Um, closed on a high note, heard about some really big fish actually from the Eastern Sound um, right before the close, but you know, it's closed until summer, so that's, that's the breaks. Um, but striped bass fishing is really starting to come to life uh, throughout all of the sound now. Um, on the eastern end of the sound, the fish are on the smaller side, but they're starting to see more and more bigger fish now. Uh, just some of those fish that are showing up in Rhode Island are just kind of turning into the sound at this point. Um, so that's a, uh, that's a viable fishery for you in the eastern sound, but if you want to target some bigger fish, I would definitely head into the Connecticut River. Um, shore guys are doing really well on worms, uh, just fishing on the bottom. And they're getting a lot of keeper-sized fish, uh, you know, in that 28 to 31 inch size, really. Um, so, you know, crosshair is right on that, right on that new slot. Uh, so a lot of nice fish being caught that way. And then the boat guys that are, that have a little more freedom, a little more mobility inside the river, are doing well on top waters like the dock and other walk-the-dog style plugs. And also soft plastics like the, the live bait needed again or a sluggo. Um, and they're finding lots of fish in in the like 25 to 35 inch range with a few bigger ones mixed in. Uh, for a little bit more on that, let's toss it over now to Mike Roy from Real Cash Charters. This week's Fisher Report, obviously we had a lot of rain last week. The rivers are pretty high, but the stripers are still around and they are biting. We're seeing 
um, new fish that are, are showing up in their spring spots. Um, we also had a weak fish, actually a couple weak fish last week, which was a nice bonus catch. Uh, no bluefish yet, but I would expect to see the first bluefish of the season probably within the, the next maybe week to 10 days. Um, so I think the weather is looking better for the uh, next week's forecast, and uh, I expect the striper fishing to continue to improve. Good luck. Heading further inland, uh, we're going to toss it over now to Rowan Lytle, get a little bit of a rundown of what's going on in the Connecticut River Valley. Hey everybody, uh, we are looking at pretty notable flooding conditions in the Connecticut River now uh, as we got all that rainfall ourselves and especially up north uh, coming down from Vermont, New Hampshire. Uh, that should keep the river very high, murky, and a lot of floating debris for the next uh, few days at least, if not a week or more. Um, but expect our tributaries that got pretty high from that rain as well to drop sooner. Uh, the fishing should be very good for trout in a lot of the TMAs. Uh, the Salmon River TMA has been fishing phenomenally. Uh, with the water temperatures warming, something funky that you might want to try that I've mentioned in reports past uh, is topwater fishing. Um, use small poppers and spooks, or if you're fly fishing, mouse patterns, uh, bass bugs, things of that nature. Uh, try and hold them in place over a fish's lie and twitch them for an extended period of time, just holding them right steady with the current. Uh, you should be able to get a lot of trout that way. Uh, they, they can be pretty fired up on that sometimes. I uh, hope everyone uh, has a good weekend of fishing. It's going to warm up nicely. So. Things are looking pretty good uh, for the next few weeks. Good luck, everybody. Now, fluke season is technically open in Connecticut. I think it'll be a little while before we start hearing a lot of fluke reports, um, but it's open, and guys that want to do it can definitely uh, can definitely give it a shot. I think your best bet is going to be to head out more toward Block Island or out toward Montauk, and uh, you may find some flatfish out there. Um, heading along the shoreline, heading west, definitely better and better opportunities for bigger and bigger stripers the further west you head. Um, we're starting to see some of those bigger fish now coming out of the East River, starting to populate the extreme western sound. And uh, this is that, this is early, but it's it's time. This is the time of year when you've got a shot at getting a really big fish. You can do it with a flutter spoon, you can do it with big spooks, you can do it with snagging, snagging rehook bunker, um, you can do a chunking. We can do it a lot of different ways, but um, we're starting to see that first wave of bigger bass, and that's an exciting time of year. For more on that, let's toss it over now to Max Finch from Fisherman's World. Hey everyone, Max here from Fisherman's World with another local fishing report. The ASMFC has announced new striped bass regs. It's going to be a new slot limit, 28 to 31 inches. Connecticut hasn't announced theirs yet, but everybody's got until July 2nd, so keep that in mind. Speaking of stripers, the bite has been fantastic locally. Anglers are still getting them all uptight in our harbors, the mouths of the rivers, up the rivers, still some herring coming in, and then out in our deeper water reefs and to our west has been fantastic. In our backyard, 11B, the OB buoy, and 28C has been fantastic. The outgoing bite has been the best by far. Guys are getting them on the flutter spoons, you know, docks, diamond jigs, trolling mojos, bunker spoons, and umbrellas. And to our west, we're starting to see some bigger class fish starting to push into the sound. So, you know, there's still fish spawning on the Hudson, but I would say by mid-May, 
we should have a full-blown bite in our backyard. It's been a little early this year and it's actually been fantastic fishing. So if your boat's not in yet or your gear's not ready, now is the time to get on it before it's too late. And then going to freshwater, our, you know, our rivers are still fishing well. The state did a good job stocking this year. So places like, you know, Knock River, <clears throat> Wilton area behind like the Wilton Town Center, behind the YMCA, the Saugatuck River, the fly fishing only parks has been good. And then Minus has been really good also. You know, Fluke and Porgies opened up. We haven't heard much yet, but I'm sure this coming week we will hear. Fluke usually typically this time of year, especially with all this peanut bunker around, they should be, you know, pretty shallow. So I would try some shallow water spots like even like along our beaches, like <clears throat> Sherwood Island, Capacitor Beach, and then Can 26 behind our islands. It's all sandy and muddy. They like that. And then porgies, I haven't heard it, but you know, as boats start going out and people get going, we'll hear more about it. So thanks and good luck. And the last thing we'll cover in Connecticut is just the freshwater fishing, which continues to be very good, especially if you're a trout fisherman. Uh, Connecticut does a wonderful job stocking and they have not stopped. Um, a lot of these bodies of water are getting their third stocking at this point, and uh, the fishing has just been phenomenal. We're getting great reports from across the state, so if you're just looking to bend a rod, going to a stocked trout pond is definitely a uh, definitely high on the list of ways to get that done. what happened you guys in the reports this week hopefully they're going to inspire you to get out there we've got beautiful weather we've got all kinds of species moving in we've got a lot bigger stripers than we typically have in the first week of may uh, just a lot of great things going on no reason not to get out there so get out there take some pictures send them in to me and maybe you might win something if you're not a subscriber to the fisherman i highly recommend you head over to our website that's thefisherman.com you get enough free content on there to give a full taste of what we offer we cover everything from Delaware all the way up to Maine and all different uh, types of fishing from fly fishing, surf fishing, inshore, offshore, travel, it's all covered. So come on over there, check us out. And if you're still not 100% convinced, at least give us a like and subscribe here on YouTube and hit that little bell thing down there so you get a notification every time we post something new. I appreciate you guys for watching and we'll see you next week.